Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. And now, on with the show. See, but Billy Ray was the only one that really knew where the diamonds were. Yeah! Hey, Billy Ray, Frank sends a green. Now you have them, and I want them. Clay, I'm here to help you. Get off of me! Tell him I want the broad back here alive. Samantha Rourke is a cop. Her mission is revenge. She hits hard, and she's deadly. No one can stop her now. sleeping with your partner I think it's just the first time that you've met someone that's your equal on the streets and in bed hey guys what's going on you are listening to this week in geek.net's loose cannon a show where we open the door to the video shelves of yesteryear that means big box VHS lost blu-rays DVDs, stuff that may only have appeared on television once but we somehow found it. I am one of your video store clerks today. I am Mike the Birdman. I'm joined from the great land of Kitchener with... Alex the producer, completely snowed in. And my friend from the great land of Michigan, who seems to have a knowledge of all things campy, crappy, and amazing. <laughs> I'm Aaron, and I'm also snowed in. Yeah, it is a lovely snowy evening as we record yeah. this podcast. Uh, we we got a we got a foot over the course of like twelve hours. Yeah, they have closed some of the some of the hills, and the plows are maybe coming out right now. So uh, it's going to be a fun we, night. We've already inside. we had them come out once already, and uh, I heard on the radio that they're going to be doing it all throughout the night, which is something they don't usually do. Yeah, so we will wait and see whether I manage to get out tomorrow because uh, I'm not optimistic about that, but we'll wait and see. So, it was a perfect day to watch crap. whatever we watched. Yes. <laughs> so tonight's yeah. double feature that we're going to be talking to you about are two movies that came out in the late 1980s. We're going to be talking about Action USA, which was known as Above the Law when it came out theatrically in the Philippines. But, you know, there was another movie that came out a year earlier called that here, so they kind of couldn't do it. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> couldn't do it. And then the other movie we're going to be talking about is so... I, I dare almost say obscure because it doesn't have a Wikipedia page. It barely has an IMDb page. Exactly. What what movie has a Blu-ray but no Wikipedia? Yeah, it was called uh, American Rampage. And, uh, well, we're both going to get into these movies tonight. So um, very quick initial thoughts from me. 
I actually really liked Action USA because it was like discount lethal weapon at time, and most of the leads are pretty likable. The stunts are actually really good, which actually yeah, kind of surprised yeah, yeah. me. Uh, but it was directed by a former stuntman um, who kept kind of doing stuff all throughout his career. As far as I know, he's still active today. Um, that's John Stewart. Um, I had a good time with it. The other movie, I can't tell you what happened other than the ending involved a grenade. Um, it was very bleh. Yeah, I've, I have seen some strange things in my day. Well, you know, okay, this isn't, uh, American Rampage isn't near the top of the strange things, but I'm baffled how it, w- why it was made. Yeah, it's like, I was talking in our little group chat that we have for production for this show, and I called it, it's like a really long episode of Miami Vice, because it's like trope after trope, except with nudity, a lot of it, by the way, guns Which, and blood, and that's it. Okay, okay. My thoughts, yeah, dude. Go for it. Off the top of my head, because I watched both of these back to back today. As did yeah. I. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I know Aaron watched them. You watched them earlier, right? Yeah, I watched them a couple days ago, at least. Yeah. So they're fresh in my mind. Uh, with uh, Action USA, it was some of the probably like the most car explosions yes! for a ninety-minute movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more so than that, what what really stuck out in my mind is for having a ton of, first of all, people set on fire or people falling off of bridges or buildings or anything, it had the most amount of stunt falls I've seen in a movie that didn't use any dummies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Practical. Uh, that, that, so that's what I remember. That and the star is like discount Kmart Michael Bean. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and... <laughs> And it had Cameron Mitchell in there, so awesome. And of course, uh, Cameron Mitchell scenes where he's doing basically nothing but being in a hot tub. Yeah, because... just sitting around and like porking women, and <laughs> which, which which is which. If you're you know like a red letter media fan, that's kind of his thing for like the last what ten years of his career. Yeah, just being drunk and like sitting on a couch or a chair, and and, and yeah, that that's it. It's Cameron Mitchell being Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, that and 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 then. The... Uh, the second movie with American Rampage, uh, one, yes, it was an HD transfer, but it was shot on film, but somehow still managed to look like it was shot on video because of how, I guess, poor their lighting person was. They just captured whatever natural light there was and were like, yeah, we'll just move on. Did you notice that the sound just cuts out in it too? Yes, the sound cuts out. The sound sounded like they were using like the sound from the dailies or that it was recorded on a separate tape recorder and not on the actual film camera. Yeah, it was it was badly recorded on set and then they didn't do ADR for some yeah. of it. Um, I for think my, my description of American Rampage was in our chat, this is barely a movie. It's multiple five minute shorts barely strung together with nudity and violence. Well, and the, this is the thing. And the, for how... I, I went back, and for every scene of a stuntman falling out of a building or falling out of a car on fire or falling off of a bridge or just falling in general mm-hmm. in, in the first movie, there was the an equal amount of random gratuitous nudity <laughs> in the second film. Oh, yeah. And it, it's... For, I like, had no the, reason. Like, I, no I, plot reasons. I did not watch American Rampage with Darlene. This was, it was so gratuitous. I had to actually sit down Darlene at one point and go, Darlene, now look at this. We've seen some weird things watching Hammer films for Earth vs. Soup that haven't been released yet. But this, this is gratuitous. There's well, no and, purpose and, to it. And not just that, it's, we're talking like long 30 second shots of them oiling themselves up for no reason. Yeah, it's that was so weird. It's 30 like, second why shots? is this here? Yeah, you get the shower scene, which is almost two and a half minutes uncut of nudity. Yeah, I, but I, I just think every time they cut to somebody around the pool, it's the camera doesn't move. Oh yeah, it's just nobody, there. To... Nobody talks. It's just there. Yep. Oh yeah. It's, no, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's just there to fill film. So the the movie is like an hour and twenty seven minutes long, and like fifteen minutes is just that. Yeah, and. I don't know. There's some. Uh, so I, I, I guess before we go any further, which one do we want to talk about first? The one we liked or the one we hated? 
Uh, let's go with let's just go with Action USA first. Okay, so and for only for the reason that I have my tab open to that. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so Action USA is a movie that was directed by uh, John Stewart. Some of the things that he's done that are kind of notable. Uh, he was the stunt coordinator on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was uh, some people. Uh, he was the uh, stunt coordinator or the stunt player, sorry, in some of the Phantasm movies. He did Night of the Demons, which is a pretty significant horror movie from that um, from that, that kind of era. He actually was a stunt coordinator on Creepazoids, and the only reason I mention that, because that has a connection to uh, American Rampage, which we'll talk about next. Somehow he was a stunt coordinator on Munchies, which is like the discount Gremlins kind of ripoff. And oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he also did Leprechaun 3 because we all needed to see that. And then uh, evidently he was the uh, stunt coordinator for his own movie called Fall Guy, the Jon Stewart story. So this movie um, is actually kind of notable because I was looking through Twitter. I was curious to know if the actress had a Twitter account. I was just kind of curious. I'm like, because some of these people who do B movies, they do a lot of conventions. And turns out this was screened at the Alamo Draft House a couple of years ago, and she did a signing there. So going down through the rabbit hole of IMDb trivia, evidently the director's wife was really mad at the actor. I think her name is is Barry Barry Murphy. Yeah, Barry Murphy. The director's wife was mad at her because she wouldn't wear a bra on set. Yeah, and you know... You know, she wore a, a fairly tight top. You could tell that she wasn't wearing a bra, and likely the director was looking at her. I mean, to be fair, out of all the like kind of exploitation-ish movies that I've seen, this one doesn't linger on her chest much. The camera mm-hmm. doesn't linger there, but you can tell that likely what the, the, the attitude that she had in this. Because I read that same thing too. Mm-hmm. She probably got told by the director's wife, "Don't wear a bra- well. You need to wear a bra because you're 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 poking through your top, and every guy on here is drooling over you because she's she's a good looking woman." Mm-hmm. And she probably said, uh, at least even when Darlene brought this this idea up, she probably said, "Screw you! I'm going to do this entirely without a bra." And yeah. she never has a bra on any any time during this movie. I also found out by looking through some of the trivia that in the opening moments of this movie, there's this souped up Corvette that yeah, that Corvette still exists today and is still being driven around to certain shows. Um, so yeah, the, uh, evidently I think it was found by somebody involved with the movie. They're like, Hey, can we use your car? We'll pay you blah, blah, blah. The rest is now history. But I was surprised that that vehicle still exists. And I'm not a car guy by any stretch of the imagination, but you'd think having a big thing in front of your, you know, your field of view would would distract from your ability to make accurate decisions on the road. But hey, what the fuck do I know? I only had my driver's license for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, supposedly it's it's like a 500 horsepower engine with a 600 horsepower like blower on top of it that has nitrous. And you never really see this car being used for anything besides slightly aggressive city driving where you're doing like 35 and a 25. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and Oh, sorry. I was go ahead. Doesn't it, doesn't it have like the drag car thing on the back? Yeah. Of it? Yeah. It's for the parachute. Yeah. Now, one sure thing, does. <laughs> now, while I was watching this scene, I actually had a really fucked up thought. So as Aaron said, they're doing slightly aggressive suburban driving. And I got to thinking, okay, you have this car that can do incredible things and speed and yada, yada, yada. But you're telling me you're going to drive it through a residential neighborhood. I don't exactly see Fast and the Furious going through the suburbs. But again, what do I know? Um, so, yeah. So who wants to sum up this film shall we uh i can do it i can do it in like one sentence go for it okay uh (laughs) and i I say Uh, that as i boss (laughs) okay i can i can try okay 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 Okay, wait uh guy was showing off his girl his car to his girlfriend uh he's a little nervous when they go back to their place for sexy times he uh bad guys show up because he has stolen diamonds from them and they murder him, and she goes on the run with the FBI trying to stop it. Yeah. That's and they me. randomly talk about Holland at one point. The land of ice and snow yes. and tulips. And, and, 
and and you have to throw logic out the door because she'd be put in witness protection pretty much right away the marshals would have come and got her mm-hmm. uh but instead it's a couple of fbi guys that are just like we're gonna put you in a random motel that isn't a safe house yeah and they can never get a flight regardless of yeah. where they are it's like they're in like houston or something like that at the beginning houston Dallas, they're, they're in one like they're in one of the biggest hub flight centers i'm sorry sir North the last America. flight sold out well god damn it i'm a federal so, agent the, wait the last first first of all <laughs> fbi is gonna have private jets that are permanently on the runway of houston or the delta hub even then even then like, they would contract somebody hey if even if if the FBI's private jets were in the air and weren't in the Houston area, they would, you know, go to, I don't know, any private airport and just, if they had to, commandeer some some dudes. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Plane and fly away. Yeah. It was with, the, with the importance of the her boyfriend and the uh, information that she had, because this guy had like a huge amount of diamonds that he was basically like, like, mil- like millions, basically. Yeah, millions and millions of dollars. And he kind of dropped hints to her about where these diamonds were because he was a pretty, pretty poor criminal. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, generally having vanity plates and flashing around your, your fancy car with your diamond money is not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and, and they uh, basically go on the run, and then it's a whole bad guys decide to call in like the the crazy cavalry bad guys to stop them, and then there's infighting at some points between the different bad guys, and then they all have a shootout. And oh yeah, 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 the uh, one FBI guy gets kidnapped some point everybody gets kidnapped at some point in this that's what i'm saying like like, and they then they have a a lot of people have car crashes where the cars explode awesomely but in weird ways like the the bad guys at the very beginning crash a car pull out guns in front of a whole school bus full of, of teenagers who are right by the way next to an explosion where a car is on fire but they are reacting with nothing just staring and smiling and laughing and being like wow it's awesome that guy just blew up the car next to us that we're going to burn up alive in and uh, just watch him pull guns out in front of people and they're like yeah cool this movie also contains far too many Duke boy like jump sequence type things from like the Dukes of Hazzard where they just jump randomly over things with their like FBI pool car and uh, i counted at least two to three times where either the bad guys or the good guys yelled we're gonna jump it and then they just jumped over a ravine yes and there's also we need to talk about the bob's country bunker scene i th- I, I think oh, we really need what to talk the, about the the random uh honky-tonk bar where the witness protection girl decides to go up on stage and sing in front of everybody because why and not the, right? the open racism towards the black fbi agent yeah that was yeah. like so surreal because yeah. they're like what are you doing here i'm like oh my god yeah yeah it almost begs the question was that scripted <laughs> <laughs> or, did, or did it just happen and they kept it in it felt very uncomfortable and I, I don't I don't know. My my opinion would be that it was scripted just because the actor really went with it in a comedic way. Yeah. And also, but again, Mike, Mike, you and I, we got friends in Texas, right? Oh, yeah. I've got tons of them Texas. Texas is a lot less openly racist like that than some of the other states would you or what you'd be led to believe yeah like so it, it's it like <laughs> like if i was somebody in texas watching that i'd be like that's not believable at least not in like one of the big cities i want to <laughs> say i read something that there was a reason they that i know there was a controversy at some point i remember reading this somewhere about this movie that the movie didn't play well in texas because it portrayed them all as these 
ignorant <laughs> racist people which I, like i said i've got friends down in texas they've all been pretty nice to me and i've been in the dallas fort worth area i've been mostly in the eastern part from and, texas and yeah like my, mike last time i checked you're not white either right yeah so. <laughs> yeah like i'm not exactly caucasian so it's like all right i mean but, I, I can't say i've been to texas but i don't believe that there's that kind of no, open that's, racism. That's, at least today, you know, maybe like, yeah, sure. Maybe the eighties is a different place, you know, but that's also reserved for, you know, like West Virginia or the, like Alabama. the hill people. And you know what? And again, we've got people that listen and are friends in there and you know what? You know what we mean? Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been to West we're, Virginia. We're not talking, it's we're nice. not talking, we're not, we're not talking regular West Virginia. We're talking, West Virginia, where if you drive up the wrong road, they have a shotgun pointed at you because they don't like outsiders, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I've been to places in Arkansas that are like that. Yep. Yeah. So that, that that's what we're saying. Very small communities that are still like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this movie, I mean, it was fine. It was entertaining for all the explosions. The stunt work is fantastic. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, One of so my favorite I, stunts was that it, helicopter worth- stunt. Oh my that, god, the, the helicopter stunt. That was that was full on Hong Kong style. You can't do it anymore. Super illegal. Oh yeah. No insurance. Like dude for real. Dude dangling and to dangling to the point where there was nothing really holding him there except their hands and I think a belt. Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure I saw a belt, but yeah, like that's and the fact that they were flying in a certain flight ceiling through a city super illegal you would not get permits to do that in the 1980s that was amazing that was amazing like that was 100 percent a we have to shoot it now and we get one shot at this because we are going to get in trouble pretty much right away when somebody sees us doing this pretty much i actually looked up all the major aircraft in this movie Mm -hmm. that i could get tail numbers on that helicopter is still alive but it got sold to eastern europe Oh wow! Back in like, so that it's still alive. The jet that comes in that they think Drago is going to walk off of is still in flight. Now the actual airplane that Drago gets off of, the little experimental, it's called a mini Mustang. Believe it or not, it crashed mm-hmm. in an air show in Texas. Oh God! So it's gone. But yeah, I, I found that out. That 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 aircraft's dead. I always love now, I wonder, re- looking up tail numbers on things. I wonder if somebody has the car still. Yeah. Oh, the car's still around, supposedly. Yeah. And that license plate, like that, I don't think they mocked it up. It's probably a vanity plate that might still be in service. It's like probably the original plate to that car. Probably. As an so, aside yeah. about about aircraft, though, mm-hmm. the, the the Andy Sedaris hard ticket to Hawaii airplane that they're flying all the way through it, they actually fly it in multiple Andy Sedaris movies. That airplane still flies, by the way. Oh wow! Um, it was sold to a company in Australia, though, so it's no longer in the U.S. It no longer has that tail number. It has a different paint job, and that to me is like I oh that that grates that grates on me. I I need it back and painted up in I the mean, um. <laughs> you need it back, but here's the thing: at least it's still being used. Yes, and it's still being maintained. Absolutely, it could be worse. It could have ended up in a scrap heap in like South Africa or something. Yes, it could have. It could have, and I it's actually being used by a flight school. I do remember that. So it's teaching people how to fly. I'm I'm happy about that. But yeah, I love I love looking up tail numbers. For people that that listen to Earth versus Soup should know that every time I see a damn tail number, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all over <laughs> it. So this movie again, I don't know what else we could say other than it's worth watching for the stunts. Yeah, yeah I the mean, stunts are great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's one of those movies I didn't expect it to be as good as it did. The leads are all likable. I found out the guy that plays Drago is actually a voice actor in Red Dead Redemption 2 Mm -hmm. fairly recently. Uh, The guy who played Hitch, he died in 1997, but he looks so familiar. And I know he was cast specifically because he has a very distinct southern drawl to his voice, which I maybe that's why I recognize it. Um, oh, uh, was was his name is weird. It's like it's Hoke Howell. Hoke Howell. Yeah, like that. Um, something about looking, his voice. I'm looking to try to see what he is in. He's in uh, Phantasmagoria, the game. Maybe that's where I know him from. You know that maybe. You know what? You're right. It's probably one of those like FMV games, Mike. Yeah. Uh, but Drago Ross Hagen. I know I've heard that guy before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to figure. I'm just looking him up. So he said Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Um. 
So he's got to be older now, like oh, old, 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 old. But yeah, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's born in 1938, so he's obviously playing like an old dude in those those games. But I'm looking back. Uh, kid with the X-ray eyes. Good lord, these are like all those bottom barrel three dollar VHS bin movies that he was in. Um, oh, okay, he looks like he was in a lot of the Skinamax uh kind of movies midnight tease too and he's probably playing like like father or like detective yep it's basically a detective or warden in everything he's in mm-hmm. uh but prior to the, the movie avenging angel he was in that oh well which yeah which we saw uh and yeah he was in, he was in angel he's urban cowboy in angel yep 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 that's where I recognize. That's him where from. we know him from. And okay, yeah, Angel from, was such a good movie. Yeah, he's, I was he's surprised. An, he's an angel, and he's in, and he's in the sequel. So yeah, he was in. So that's why for sure we saw him. And then of course, he was in like if you can name the show in the sixties and seventies, he was a guest star sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Action USA. It did have a Vinegar Syndrome release that was limited to four thousand units. Unfortunately, as of right now, it is sold out from the Vinegar Syndrome website. So if you wanted to track this down, you're gonna have to go to local. Um, you might find it maybe in a random store. You may so, find it on eBay. You know what? If you walk into probably every goodwill in america you'll find the vhs <laughs> somewhere yeah 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 because uh it was released i believe uh by f- uh, front row features which was that company that used to put out those tapes in slp mode if you remember so the tapes weighed about i don't know three grams yep but they could fit like five hours on the tape. <laughs> <laughs> and they were always sold at walmart for like two dollars so you can find the movie. You just might have to find it on VHS. Yeah. And if you want to look on YouTube, I'm pretty sure it's available there. Oh, there are copies on every video, video like YouTube clone site, because now you're probably not going to find the the high def version. You might, but there's going to be copies of that VHS tape spread everywhere online. Yeah. So this movie is definitely worth kind of checking out. It is most worth your time. And also check out some of uh, John Stewart's other work. He also was involved in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So moving he, he directed He directed an episode. He directed the Christmas episode, Alpha's something or other Christmas. Oh, <laughs> that was on the VHS. That's right. Uh, and not only that, there's a few movies he did that were not big Hollywood movies, but I saw like when I was clicking through them, I'm like, ooh, this one has like Lance Henriksen in it. That's got to be good. It's Lance Henriksen, Sharon Stone. I'm like, oh, they're like doing like the good B movies he was, he did like stunt coordination on. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't direct anything that was good. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> but, not. But, but he, he was like the main stunt coordinator in like a ton of late 80s, early 90s movies. Yeah. So, like I said, folks, you may want to check this out. We think it's fantastic worth your time definitely our yeah. rental of the it's, week it, it's a rental not a buy yeah, yeah rental for sure buy. so our next movie is like we said we it's had trouble not a not a buy or not a rental yeah <laughs> this one is you better be doing some strong fucking edibles or something this movie sucked i hated it this is american rampage and i thought the idea behind this movie was kind of very action what? cliche because this movie was what? cliche yeah, the movie what? What's the idea? What's well, here's my question. What is the plot? Okay, basically this girl goes through partner like people go through underwear. Whenever she gets partnered with somebody, they happen to die. Um and it's just it's well, a yeah, body count is, movie. This this is this is nudity the movie. Yet when the main actress gets nude, it's like, why this is going to sound bad, but why is the least attractive woman in this movie the star who also happens to be naked? Can I hold on? I just have oh. to tell you guys something. <laughs> that's 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 personal opinion. But I was what, I, what I'm saying is I'm, I didn't find think that she was attractive. I thought the scenes she was in were weirdly filmed. Oh, all the nudity stuff in this was like strangely like it, like they, filmed. Like nothing, nothing with her. like she gets nude in the one scene. It's not flattering. They don't do anything. Like they they made a better effort of shooting the other women when they were nude than when the lead actress was. And I'm like, yes. why is this scene so ugly? You know what I would, my, my idea on that is, is that um, she didn't want to do the scene, but was convinced she, to do it. And therefore they didn't really take the time to set it up. She's just like, let's get this done because yeah, note that I, this is I, her I, only acting credit. 
And this and that, you know what you know what that is? That comes across. So that's what I mean. I wasn't trying to make a comment about her attractiveness. I meant the how it was shot made it look like what the hell is this? Yeah, it was hot garbage. Hot garbage. Um, but so I will say this how the movie starts had me laughing so hard. It just starts with random store robbery. But the way the dialogue was, the way it was shot, Michael, was this like this looked like it could have been cut from Toxic Avenger. Well, it, it was like it was like a trauma film. The, like how over the top the bad guys were. They're like, oh, I love my job. Your job is robbing people. Oh yeah, it's- like the weird guys who are like, I guess the two cartel drug people. I yeah. like the one guy in the business suit. The guy who never took off his sunglasses was a little bit. I'm the second in command henchman sort of vibe, but it's like the the this movie was also edited in a really weird it seems like this might have been someone's first job at a college or something well i'll I'll make two comments before you guys jump in because i they're just with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Bursting out of my head. One, this movie shouldn't have been called uh, American Rampage. It should have been called Miranda Rights, uh, the movie, because they just never, ever, ever announce that they're cops when they show up or read anybody their rights. Yeah, yeah they, they just start shooting. shooting. They, they, they just start shooting. They, yeah. they ran in. They're they're not even they don't have badges. They just run in in plain clothes and start murdering people in the store that have like the guys in the store they didn't even say, they didn't even say freeze. They didn't say stop. They just ran in and started shooting and I'm pretty sure I had to rewind. They started shooting the bad guys before the bad guys turned their guns at them. Yeah. And and, that's not and, necessarily wrong if they know that they're already a threat and they have guns. Um, but the store owner should have grabbed a gun and shot the cops because he didn't know there were cops either. Oh yeah, no, that's that's true. That <laughs> um, is true. And number two, my number two thing that I noticed with this is for all the horrible, terrible shit that this movie is, amazing squib work. Oh, oh yeah. god, yeah, yeah. The blood spraying on windows some, from like behind. Some, uh, some of the best blood and squib work I've ever seen in an action movie. Like, like it, it, this could have been like as good as something in like a Die Hard. Yeah, if not, but yet everything else was terrible. There, there's that one squib scene where she shoots the shotgun into the guy like twice, and it blows like both of his kidneys out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one yeah the guy at the end shoots him, and it goes below his vest and below his shirt and hits him like yeah your kidneys, and. The junkyard scene squib. They squibbed him twice. So they squibbed him at the front. So it was squared out. And they squibbed it. They timed the squib so that it didn't blast out at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it hits the front, blood comes out, and then it comes out the back. Yeah. I'm like, and I was like, whoa, that's something you very rarely see for continuity in even the best action movies. Yeah, that that was really well done. But yeah, the the, the junkyard scene where the guy gets blown away like six shots. <laughs> Holy crap. And she's carrying like shotguns that you'd see like arnold using in terminator (laughs) yeah and the movie poster is is like a super bad poster to represent the movie like she's in like a white bikini with this gun i you know yeah i don't i don't remember her in that i'll I'll be i'll be fair nope never i actually i I still okay i I watched this movie a half hour before we started recording i can't tell you much about it i don't know what the plot was i just kept looking and i'm like is it like did she have like five partners that yeah. got killed throughout yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. It's body count the movie. It's so ridiculous because her first partner, Ryan, I think that was his name, 
was kind of likable. And then the guy she gets hooked hooked up from Homicide. I can't even remember his name. Is it the, the black dude? No, no, no. That's the that's the second to last partner she gets. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they're all completely disposable. Yeah, like, we this don't... movie this movie's seventy five minutes long, and she has like five partners. Yeah, yeah, it's like single serving partners, right? It's... And you know, the thing is, is that there is a police psychiatrist that she talks to. And they don't take her off the case at all. She has like these many partners just getting blown away right next to her, bleeding out. And uh, you're you're okay to keep going on the case. You're fine. Don't worry about it. And she kind of like sucks it up and just starts blowing more people away. (laughs) And all this happens in a matter of days. Let's not point. Let's not forget that. Yeah. yeah. And what makes me laugh is the the her and again I'm drawn a blank because they were so throwaway the black partner just i don't know his name i'm I'm not trying to be rude or i don't know his name because i don't even think they mentioned his name once i don't remember it and he when he goes they they go to stop these guys from cutting up their cocaine inside of a factory they don't announce themselves as cops they just show up and go freeze and then they just blast him with like a shotgun and, and he just and again, the squib was so good, he gets blasted apart. I guess they're in the factory that makes all the cardboard boxes, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> so it's kind of like the RoboCop scene, just less impressive. But again, <laughs> the, well, here's the, the blood looked like RoboCop blood. Yeah. Like, it was high quality. And I can't get over, I'm like, why would, whoever was doing the, the makeup and effects in this was the only person that cared. Yeah, yeah. And all the care got put into it, oh, except yeah. for the long, lingering two and a half minute long shower sequence with uh, Leanna Quigley, who played trash in the Return of the Living Dead movie. So it's not yeah. like that's the first time I've seen her naked. Um, but that scene had care in it just because they wanted to make sure they they made sure her breasts were clean. What this looked like, <laughs> what this looked like was it was scenes like that and then some of the violence. It was like this wasn't meant to be a movie. No, no. It was what it was was they did make a movie, but it feels like they filmed. I think they filmed the final scene with the the big shootout mm-hmm. first, and as well as a few of the nude scenes, and they sent a demo reel of a few random scenes to a bunch of European countries and producers to be like, here's our movie. We're gonna sell this. And then when they got their money, they're like, oh, shit, we actually have to make the movie for our legal commitments. Yeah, it was, it, it was like they were using it as a reel to show what they could do, not that they actually had a movie. Yeah, because one thing that I think lends a little bit of credence to your theory is the last shootout scene is really kind of fun put together. And it seems like it's almost like a shootout from the movie SWAT, or that's kind of what it's it like, made me think of. It's way out of place, and, and way more money went into it. And usually, in, I, I know that bigger movies might have saved their budget for the big ending, but usually when it's like a B and C and D movie, they use that as a means to sell international rights. Because we know how canon worked. Mm-hmm. They would use one movie to sell the next movie. Yes. So, like, they would, they'd have a name. They would even throw the name of the next movie in a demo reel when they were showing off. Here's a trailer for the movie we have today, and here's the title of three more that we're making. And they weren't making them. They would just use that as a means to sell something to Israel or sell something to Bulgaria. And they'd be like, oh, we just got $750,000 from Bulgaria. We can actually finance the next movie. And that's how they did shit. So I, I'm thinking it's one of those kind of weird situations. Now, here's the, another here's yeah. another thing about this movie. One of yeah. the other nude scenes is uh, with an actress called Michelle Bauer, who was a, a penthouse pet in mm-hmm. 1981. Mm-hmm. She's appeared in damn near every single movie that the director for this movie's made. David Dakota. Uh, uh, yeah. Dakota. She's been in 161 movies, and almost every single one of them is his. I guess they're friends, I guess. They have to be because like the it's it's not a romantic interest for him. Yeah, because this no. person as far as we know is probably gay, which is fine. Well, he, he's he's well he's there's actually articles. He he wrote a book. He's openly gay. Oh, that's cool. Um so yeah, like like he like there like I read that on Wikipedia I'm like usually you're like do do I trust what Wikipedia says? Uh but then when you click on it it's uh an entire conversation with the director from IndieWire 
and he goes into his life and how he's opened the game and everything. So it, it's self-admitted. So this this is literally one of those cases of she's probably just like one of his really close friends. Yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of cool. And um, I just realized something. So I'm looking up this guy's filmography. Do you realize I have a six degrees of Kevin Bacon with this guy? You do. Personally? I do personally. Yes. Wow. Um, oh, I no. worked for a summer as a PR person for Charles Band. He got his first uh, movie under Charles Band. More oh, than fifty motion moon. pictures. Yeah, for like over twenty years, this guy worked for uh, Charles Band. He did some of the Puppet Master movies. So, oh, uh, oh yeah, you could see the titles too. It's like early stuff was was like maybe Creepazoids, mm-hmm. Sorority Babes. Uh, Lady Avenger, all the stuff that sounds like 80s exploitation, and then bam, Pup Master 3, and you start getting into stuff like uh, Test Tube Teens from the year 2000. And you know what? what's interesting? He has uh, a bunch of pseudonyms, Gnome de Plumes, for all of his directing works. Some of it's under his real name, some of it's under uh, a woman's name, Ellen Cabot, and then some of it's under his one, two, three... He's got like five different names he goes by. Wow. For, for it looks like he goes by a different name for every production company which is weird i i, I guess he's just wants to be really prolific and he also seems to do or, a lot or, of christmas or, movies by the way well i may, and maybe in some cases going by a different name for your christmas movies than you go by for your horror exploitation semi nude uh, sexploitation films is a good idea. Yeah, because because in, because ha- ha- Hallmark and Lifetime might not hire you if they find out uh, you made like seven or or not sorry thirteen movies about thirteen thirteen uh, horror films, right? Like yeah, like they might go, they might go you're not you're not the right fit, and it's like well actually I'm, I my I direct under a different name. <laughs> it's uh, fifteen different names. Like so for is it, oh is it fifteen different names? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple that are close together, so I, I didn't count them. Like you know, David oh. Takeo, Disco Dave Takeo. I, I didn't I didn't count that. Okay, well, so so here, think of this or look at this. There's these kind of movies that we just talked about, uh, pre Hysteria three, uh, all these horror films like thirteen thirteen, Brotherhood five and six, uh, all these films. And then the Christmas movies are directed under the name Mary Crawford, Santa's Summer House, A Talking Cat, and Easter Bunny Puppy. I mean, like, how would you feel, though? If... And, then, and, then, and then right after directing An Easter Bunny Puppy uh, was Hansel and Gretel, Warriors of Witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre. Uh, let's well, see. All this... My Christmas Grandpa and 6616 Warlock. Bunker of Blood, nine, Chapter nine, Six, nine, Zombie Lust, nine, Night oh, Flash, nine oh two one oh Shark Attack. Oh God! <laughs> these these are worse. Like he's done these like crazy eighties films, and then does movies that are worse than the Asylum. <laughs> yes, because I mean, I've outside of this, I have seen like Bigfoot versus DB Cooper, and he, that's one of his films, and it is it is oh, amazing for how my... awful it is. God. Okay. Okay. Wait a second. I found something. Oh God. Are you guys on his? Wait. Are you? If anybody's listening too, uh, pull up Wikipedia and look look up the Pit and the Pendulum 2009. I will send you guys in the the chat the link to it right now, yeah. so you can click on it. Okay. And get your reaction of the DVD cover. Okay. Live oh, reaction, God. folks. Oh, live live reaction. reaction. So, is that right there on the on the? That's the first on, one. Yeah, it's yeah. The the black and white. No, sorry. If you go into the chat for our uh, our recording what here, what the hell is that? It looks like a Neil Gaiman thing from yeah, the black and white thing. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, what is it? Is it the? I is think it you clicked. The wrong... you, you gave me the wrong thing. Oh my god! I did not. It links to the wrong thing holy crap that's weird okay well here's what i'll do hold on i will send a it's the one from a new link it's the one from 2009 right yeah it sent the wrong one here click that second what the hell it looks like one of those weird uh novels you'd find at the dollar store in like the 1990s it looks weird so first of all there's 
Edgar Allan Poe's The Pit and the Pendulum, uh, starring people we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. They're dressed like they're ready to go to a 2003 nightclub. nightclub. Uh, it's very Twilight. It had, yeah. And then at the bottom, there, the bottom, a film by David Dakota or D- Dakota. Dakota uh, and it's a picture of two greased up dudes ready to wrestle randomly. Yeah. Wrestle. Why, yeah. why is that there? Is well, there? I can tell you why. If you scroll up to the very top, what company uh, put out this DVD? Uh, hold on. I will have to look that up. Just give me a second. If you scroll up to the very top of the, of the picture. Okay. Is it here, Rapid Heart I... Pictures? No, it's here with an exclamation point. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a gay TV channel. Oh, well. So that that puts out, he does the gamut of everything from horror to children's programs to this, that, to to uh, like uh, like gay erotica. He This guy does everything. And like that is an amazing career. And the fact that he could do like seven or even like 10 or 11 movies in the same year. And it was di- distributed by E1. Of course, because why not, right? <laughs> uh, but but wait a second, like, is that I, the guy I, I, from the room? The guy from the fucking rooms in this, Greg Sestro. <laughs> oh my god, this movie's we're, got we're, everything. This the, the, the pit and the pendulum. This guy has made us fall down into the pit and the pendulum. Look it? at this. That's my god. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm, I, we we joke and make fun, but this dude has done everything. So many different and so many different things. That's amazing. It's kind of. No, no wonder he's going by so many different names because the movies are so like diametrically different that how do you put that on a single resume? And like, if you're going to a company and you're, you're like, I'd like to direct that movie for you. And they're like, they would look at your resume and go, what are you? No, <laughs> because I... pe- People like consistency and they like, certain, they, they look at this and they're like, his, his resume looks so schizophrenic. Well, he, he probably just goes to every company. I will direct whatever you want. I need a paycheck to pay for my yeah. my cocaine and, addiction. And by the way, <laughs> I can shoot your I can shoot a eighty five minute movie in a month and a half. Not oh, even. Because, not I guess even. It, yeah. His turnaround actually, times actually, have to be less than two weeks. Oh, you're right. It's probably two weeks of shooting, and then it goes into post production, and he moves on to the next thing. Like that's insane. Like this guy must never be home. Because it's it's literally like ten to twelve movies a year that, that he's directing. That's insane. So so it's like three. He works basically. He works for three weeks, takes a week off, works for three weeks. Man, that, you know yeah, what? Uh, w- we have a friend of the show now, uh, Heinrich Kuto. He's the guy I interviewed for the Freddy's Nightmare podcast a couple weeks ago. And he's directed a bunch of movies. And he's directed a bunch of movies. We should get him on the show at some point. I think. And ask and ask how long does it take to shoot an independent movie, let alone one like the like the. And here's the thing: these guys, his movies, these are not movies that cost like ten grand. No, these like, are these are movies that they've got a budget. If you're direct, if you're directing, like even like we're talking like pick the pendulum, it had to cost at least a million to get some of these movies made. Yeah. So he's getting like like red box you know minimum level red box budget kind of movies that are like a million and he still somehow makes like that many in a year like he's more prolific than that crazy director that was doing all the really really bad uh 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 uh, what do they call them geezer uh teaser movies oh yeah 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 like that guy was doing like six or seven he he was doing like six yeah they were doing like six or seven a year this guy's doing double that on his own. Oh yeah, and not not with a stable of two or three directors that they're rotating. Recently, yeah, I mean some some years I can only count that he's done like two or three, but I mean still that's crazy. That I I, I couldn't imagine doing that kind of work. And and he must know so many people and casting agents for him to get such a wide pool of talent. Saying I want this person, this person, this person to make this. And I'll stuff bet happen. you. I'll bet you a few of the of those low budget release houses that they're like, hey, we got a contract with Tubi, or we got a contract with uh, Voodoo, or, or we got a contract with Shutter, and it's like, man, we're like two films behind. Who can we get to get these out before Christmas or something? Yeah, and they're they're like they'll have a short list of like two or three directors, and they'll call and he'll be like in the middle of filming, and he'll be like, yeah, I can be done tomorrow if you need to, <laughs> just finish whatever he's doing and move on because holy moly like like that and yeah it's like it's quantity over quality but i kind of want to see some of his random movies just like 
I literally want to add them to like a wheel of, of fortune thing and just spin it and be like, I guess we're watching, you know, whatever talking cat sequel he made. <laughs> well, like I said, before we even started recording, I, cause I, I found a few of his movies. I, I need to see beach babes from beyond. I, All right. I, I'll, need to see we, I, I will find where it's streaming or where it's on YouTube or whatever. And we'll find it. Cause interesting. The reason we've gone off topic is his life is more interesting than this movie. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, like, the most interesting thing I can say about Rampage USA, okay, I'll I'll, I'll say a, a few nice things. Uh, you mean you mean American Rampage, not what did I say? Rampage USA, you blended oh, the sorry. two movies into one into one terrible concoction. <laughs> you know what? If we had the leads from the other movie, this movie might have been actually watchable. If you had yeah. the leads and the stuntman from the other movie mixed with the if you had the stuntmen from the last movie in this? mixed with the makeup artist from this, this could be really oh, cool. Yeah. This could be, yeah. You, you'd have something from like PM Release Group, or you'd you'd have like um, the Ultimate Canon movie. Like you, you'd have like some of the best early '90s direct-to-video movies. Like if you mix the two, I think um, American Rampage. I liked some, or actually, I will say, like I said, the special effects work in this was really fantastic. Really good squib work armory kind of stuff and this is something that me and aaron are only really going to kind of give a shit about not bad not great they probably just found the cheapest person whatever that's fine interesting guns for the shotgun that was weird and i love the ending only because it was like really that's it she throws a grenade into a truck and the movie and the truck blows up and that's it yeah and well well she, the truck blows up and then she reunites with the last partner I that g- didn't die yeah i guess it's just- it's she's like spinal tap but like <laughs> cop yeah yeah like like it's it's what's missing from this movie especially were any stars uh like any stars that we really would know and there's like, no real, charisma like, and i and I, I don't mean like the hey oh it's that person i mean like same with the last film like yeah cameron mitchell and that what these films were missing from like entering into like our consciousness maybe or maybe have would have been a little better is like some other late 80s early 90s direct to video hero in quotes like it's missing like a nick mancuso or like a jack scalia or something <laughs> like again frank stallone this could be like the first movie could have been like a frank stallone movie and you would have been like oh okay joey or, travolta joey travolta <laughs> West of us. I mean... joey, or 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 like it could have been like uh, what was it? Stephen Bauer, the the other guy from Scarface, could have been in this, and you would have been like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> I mean, like the thing that I hated about this movie so much is that it was so bland and so forgettable. I said in our chat, it's like a really long episode of Miami Vice that was so tropey with a few more shots of nudity and blood. That's all it was. Honestly, yeah, it's it's, bland. it's five minute five minute vignettes separated by violence and nudity yeah so there's very little connective tissue between everything very little you could you could have spliced taken away any of the actual plot from this and spliced in the the violence and the nudity scenes into the first movie and i would have been like yeah that's the same movie i mean i also said this and i'd like to get your guys opinion on my pseudo taking this movie as it is and mixing it into a different medium you could have turned American Rampage into an FMB shooter game because at one point w- I'm, where the co- I'm not entirely convinced that that, that wasn't the, the original plan for this. Yeah, like there's like <laughs> that, like like I was waiting. I'm like, it looks grainy enough. There's I'm like, did Sega get cold feet? And we're like, no, this is too much sex for our, our CD game. Yeah, because <laughs> it looks like lethal enforcers at certain points. Like, like there's literally a guy who walks in and he has like a shotgun. He has this big 90s haircut and sunglasses. And he looks like the like the generic bad guy from lethal enforcers. And I got the thinking, this could easily be an FMV game if you just had the captain come in at the end of every level and yell at you. And you could especially together. on the on the PC where you could get away without having a, like a, a mature rating, you could release it un, unrated, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even in the first movie, one thing we didn't mention was there were a lot of shots that were first person perspective of the car, mm-hmm. which you didn't see a lot of back then because they didn't rig up like the cameras weren't small enough to rig up like that as easily and safely. 
Uh, but there were a whole bunch of scenes like that. And all I kept thinking was like, when is <laughs> on my Sega Genesis, when's it going to pop up on the screen to press the right arrow or the left arrow yeah. to avoid the cars? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, out of the two movies we've watched tonight, obviously Action USA is the superior film. I think it's an I think it's honestly one of those undiscovered gems. It's it's an actual movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not yeah. worth buying. Whereas with uh with American Rampage, see if you can find compilation of it like th- clips of it. Actually, you probably won't find a lot of it on YouTube because it'll probably get struck it down. Mm-hmm. The violence maybe. But like, if you can see some of the cool action scenes, cool. If not, it and you, if you have a hard time finding uh, finding it, and you want to, it's hopefully there's more people like us, or that maybe do riffs on it, or like splice it up because there are cool scenes that you might pull out and go, hey, if we're gonna teach film school or we're gonna teach like effects or, or whatever, you could use it as frames of reference for when you want to set up because there are some shots that are well done. Mm-hmm. Sure. But they're only they're only the shots where people are getting shot. Yeah, I mean, are actually are well done. Everything else is not. <laughs> I I know there's a two pack that you can buy American Rampage and something else on the same disc, and it came out a couple of years ago. So this movie isn't impossible to find, but do not go out of your way. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm going to Amazon right now just to see what it's paired with, because that will determine whether or not it's worth it. Okay, so it's. In Canadian dollars, so American, uh, it's thirty-eight Canadian, so twenty-nine no. American. No, that's not worth it. Come on. At ten bucks, uh, maybe, maybe. And, and that is a two-pack from uh, Massacre Video on Blu-ray, uh, American Rampage, and the other movie is Danger USA, which um, that sounds familiar. Which, um, it. <laughs> That's one of the most unfortunate covers. <laughs> Picture of a of a looks like an admiral with a pistol that has a oh wow wow yeah with with a, with a <laughs> you, you're looking it up he has a pistol with with a a scope on it that also happens to be a red dot laser going through the glass of the scope. Uh, oh my god! The car, the car below appears to be a mixture of the was it the 4000 sux from robocop <laughs> and and the terminator uh what are they the hunter killer the, the helicopter hunter killers is like mounted on the right hand side of it um they have a woman standing there I'm, i think it's a woman with a what appears to be a hunting rifle that they've somehow made try to look like an ak-47 uh she's wearing a bikini that looks ill-fitting uh or is that a one piece? I can't tell because the, the text is covering it. Uh, she looks like she has five o'clock shadow. <laughs> it's a very, very odd photo. Like it looks like they took a photo and then tried to rotoscope over top of it and did a very poor job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the tagline, Hell hath no fury like an actress bent on revenge. Uh, directed by Eames? Eames? Demetrios? I don't know. Either way, it's not worth the forty bucks uh, Canadian for that. Not worth thirty bucks American either. But we might have to look and see. I might have to see if this movie. Oh my god! I just again off topic, but I went over the photographs that are for this advertisement on Amazon, and I'm pretty sure that's Grizzly Adams in the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what okay. Doing so yes anyway <laughs> anyways so as we begin anyway good lord this this has devolved into just oh my god this <laughs> we've got off the rails because it was so bad it was terrible so uh anyway guys here on the show um what are we going to be talking about next time because um uh snake eater trilogy that's... which are now these are th- these are three at least real movies yeah. because they <laughs> thank, thank because <laughs> because they're three they're three real movies because i know for sure the first one went to theaters probably made nothing but it has lorenzo Lamas, which again normally people our age would go who or or if they're nerds they'd be like oh the guy from that renegade show from the 90s that was like the ripoff of all the other action shows of the 90s or you'd be like me i'd be like oh the guy from the air america tv show that was the ripoff of the air america movie but no it's like he's at least an actor that people have heard of mm-hmm. and, and this is a trilogy and it was made into a trilogy because it was successful so i think we're going to see actual movies 
I've never seen any of them, but I, I, I figured if we're gonna do yeah. if we're gonna do Snake Eater, we may as well do the trilogy, yeah. right? So, so uh, be looking forward to that uh, coming up on the site really soon. So, anyway, guys, we are gonna close the doors to the Twig Video Store. We're gonna sweep the popcorn off the floor. We're gonna rewind all the tapes. We are going to disinfect the adult section. My eyes. My eyes. Disinfect my eyes. Where, Michael, where's our eye bleach? <laughs> <laughs> so for This Week in Geeks, Loose Cannon, we have been. Alex, the producer. We have I'm been. Aaron. And I'm I've, Aaron Pollier, yeah. He, he's Aaron Pollier. I've been Mike the Birdman saying, be kind, rewind. We'll catch you guys again next time right here on thisweekingeek.net. Are either one of these any good? Sir. What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Quick, change the channel! You're wasting your life making shit! Nobody cares! These movies are terrible! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.